Numbers 22, uh, chapter 14, verse 22. The Bible says, because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have put me to test now these ten times, and have not heeded my voice, they certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers. Nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. See the way God sees unbelief. He sees it as rejection. But my servant Caleb. Because he has a different spirit in him. And has followed me fully. I will bring him into the land where he went. I will bring him into the land where he went. And his descendants shall inherit it. Tap your neighbor, say your choice is affecting your descendants. Romans chapter number 12, verse 2. Romans chapter number 12 and verse 2. Glory to God. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Too many Christians are not where they ought to be. Because they are allowing the world around them to affect them. They are allowing the culture, the customs around them to put them on a spot. Basically, it's not because the life of God they received is not potent enough. It's not because they are not saved and the word of God over their lives are not true. It's because they allow their minds to be swayed away. By the thought pattern and the world view of the environment they were born in, raised in, or where they found themselves at a given time. Your outcome as a Christian has a lot to do with you. The back end has been handled by God and Jesus our Lord. What you get out of it, God has kindled a fire on your inside that he expects to have an outside expression from your human spirit. Now that you're born again, God has done the major one for you. Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith, of your Christian walk. You started for you, gave principalities and powers a very huge gap. All you need to do is to allow the outside expression of that finished work of the cross in your mind, in your soul, in your intellect, in your imagination. And then let it reflect to your body. Let it reflect to your choices. Let it reflect in the physical world that you live in. Your decision is already deciding your future. Whether you accept or not. Whether you retreat or advance. Whether you pretend or acknowledge. It is not God that is deciding your future. Christianity is not like those religions that care Sarah is Sarah. Or anything that happens, it's God that is in charge of it. You have a lot to do in, the, in your outcome in life. You have a lot to do with it. Some things should never limit you. Some things should never leave, limit you as a child of God. Your gender should never limit you. The family you are raised in should never limit you. Your age should never limit you. The color of your skin 
should never limit you. Why, Pastor Biodun? Are you trying to motivate us? No, I'm telling you the truth. Because you did not choose any of those things. How could God choose your, your, the color of your skin and then allow it to limit you? How could God have chosen the family you were born into, no matter how bad it is? What you didn't choose for yourself will now limit you from fulfilling your destiny. God must have a plan. There must be a way out. There must be something, if you've not seen it before, that God has called you to spare ahead. There is something new. There is a page you need to open. There's a door you need to, you need to, you need to, you need to knock. There is something you need to walk through. Because God has not brought you here to leave you in a limbo. He didn't bring you here to just make you just be like a figure in the census. You're here on a purpose for a purpose. So your age shouldn't limit you. You didn't determine your date of birth. Your color, your gender, you did not. That was not your fault. God decided them for you. Now, the person who decided those things for you already had a path for your life. Already understood where you ought to end. As a matter of fact, he made two people that had a certain DNA to come together. He looked, at, he looked for them from different places to bring them together to be able to produce someone who will have your kind of temperament, who will think like you, who will be your height, who will have your, the texture of your voice. There is no mistake about you, particularly those things that God chose for you. So none of those things should limit you. It's either because you don't understand what God has called you to do, or you don't fully understand what you ought to be doing. None of those things have the capacity to limit what God brought you here to come and solve. You are here on time and in time. You're here on a purpose and for a purpose. When they came out of Egypt, if I, if I would just embrace my text a little bit. They got to the Red Sea. You know the drama that transpired at the Red Sea. The Red Sea opened and they all crossed. No record that one person did not cross. When they crossed, oh my God, Miriam and the rest began to sing of the goodness of the Lord. They began to sing how the Lord turned the chariots and horses of the Egyptians into water. And you would have thought after singing that song, they would believe God. But if you study from that moment, they began to grumble and began to complain. And as it were, it was as if those guys wished they were still in Egypt. They would choose a captain and say, let's return. They would rebel against Moses. They would say, okay, God has given us manna. What about water? Okay, God has given us manna and water. What about meat? When God gave them all of that, they said, oh, we, 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 we are dreaming of the cucumber yak, the melon yak, the garlic yak. The, there's one other one. Leeks yak of Egypt. They were out of Egypt, but their minds, their mindset, their thought pattern, their background. And if you study 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, you will know what is called types and shadows in the Bible. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, Apostle Paul began to tell us that when they crossed that Red Sea, they were baptized in Christ. That it was a type of being born again. You he delivered from the power of Egypt and translated you. That was exactly what happened. So before you judge them and say, ah, ah Pastor Biodo, I didn't even know you said you you yourself would think about this. Because I cannot imagine if they let you open before somebody 
And the next thing on the other side, starts complaining. Did you know the rest he has opened in front of you too? Look at your mindset. Red Sea opened. Pharaoh was overthrown. The soldiers died. They, Pharaoh they used to see. They saw no more. But there was nothing God could do about their mind. <laughs> there was nothing God could do about the food they liked. The clothes they liked. Before you blame the children of Israel. I wanted you to know that before they showed up. 450 years before they showed up, God already said they were going to be slaves. Their being slaves was not behind God. The mother you have, the father you have, I can never forget a lady who came to serve in the Lauren church. And she came to my office crying because her mom will be drunk as early as 7 a.m. somewhere in Ogba, Lagos. And fall upon the refuse dump, they will carry their mom home. And she was crying in my office. And I said to her, you didn't choose this mother. God chose her for you. Too many people allow such things to limit them. Not knowing that God is up to something. God is a master planner. God is a God that will write a script, give the devil his own part, give angels his part, give demons his part. And all of them will act the drama very well. <laughs> the Bible says if the devil knew, he would never have played his part. And he would never have played his part in crucifixion. He, he writes the script with intrigues and suspense. Sometimes when it looks like God is quiet and is silent, he arranges that suspense. Hoping you would trust him and hoping you follow him. He took them out of Egypt. He knew they were going to be in Egypt. He knew he was going to send a deliverer. He gave their father Abraham dates. Exactly what will happen. So God somehow already figured out that they would have the privilege of having a slave mentality. But he was hoping some of them will be in slavery but will not have that mentality. It was okay to have that slavery mentality. And don't blame them. That was all they knew. So when God was saying, I will give you a land, it was not part of their lifestyle to have a land. Why? Why will I have a land? It was not part of their lifestyle. For 430 years, a, a generation, you know, this generation moves from 10 years to the other. Every decade is a generation. Look at how many generations of being in slavery. They couldn't buy land. They couldn't have anything to their name. And God will say, I will give you a land. They didn't want it. They were used to farming. And not, not eating of the produce. They were used to visiting the side of Egypt that was very clean. And they grew up thinking, these things are not for people like us. We had a guest who came to minister in church. And he said to me, Pastor Bioda, when I got to the airport and I saw a currency and I saw the face of a black man in your currency, he said, I start to cry. I could not understand. Because I've never experienced, I've never experienced racism before. It's not a big deal to me. I don't even know what racism is. I don't have an idea. I was raised in a house that our father was a very disciplined person, 
But he, he didn't lot things over us. Till today, I don't have cases of my father telling me, hey, this is your cousin, yeah? let him live in your house. I don't have cases like that. Mutual respect in my home. Mutual respect. My father would knock before he entered our room. Mutual respect. He wouldn't even come to Abuja just to badger me. No, he would call. I said, can I come? Do you want me to come? That's the kind of family I was raised in. Didn't experience any fragment of it. So I went to buy backdrop for church many years ago at, 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 at New Jersey. And when I got to the gate of that place, because I dreamt to be in that place for 10 years. When I got to the gate of that place and I saw myself physically in a place where, when I didn't have a dime in ministry. I looked it up, I dreamt about it. I just started to cry. And this black guy with dread saw me and said, what is going on? And I told him, I said, I dreamt to be in this office for 10 years. He was wondering, what? For what? (laughs) And of course, you know the story. How, I've shared it once and again, how he helped me. And that's why you saw that at some point the backdrop we used was the same the only two churches that used that backdrop was Joyce Meyer and Koza. It was from that place. If you look at Joyce Meyer, you still see it there. Hallelujah. And this guy told me, he said, well, um, you need to come back and do that, 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 that. I said, no, no, I'm going to Manhattan. <laughs> he looked at me and shook his head. Manhattan? What are you going to do at Manhattan? I said, I'm going there to sleep. He said, I've lived here almost all my life. I've never crossed that bridge. Never. It's just a bridge that separates them from the normal Bronx that you hear about and Manhattan. Some, uh, that guy was almost 40 years, never crossed it. Something just told him it's not for people like us. But someone like me, I remember the first time I saw Manhattan in my life. I was going to BWI. Please don't let me bore you with it. And I was supposed to go from, you know, I purposely landed at JFK because I've heard about JFK. So when I landed at JFK, I said, is this JFK? Looking like Ilorin Airport. <laughs> so they were supposed to take me to La Godia, Just to cross the bridge and go there, catch a flight. I had a meeting. When I saw Manhattan, I said to the driver, where is this? He said, Manhattan. I said, take me there. He said, are you not going to the airport? You miss I said, this, that is where I will sleep tonight. <laughs> Tap your neighbor and say, have a get up and go mentality. <laughs> See, this thing, they know they sell them for market. It has to be in you. I canceled that appointment. I said, ah, this place, take me. They said, do you have a reservation? I said, I don't care. <laughs> it has to be in you. I said, this is where I want to sleep. That, that happened before I met this guy. And he was telling me he's never crossed. I said, how? How? What did they tie you down with? For what? Mindset that is wrong is killing a lot of people. Sometimes when your parents told you, you're going to school, remember the son of whom you are. They don't know. They're trying to tell you to be careful, but sometimes they're telling you, we're poor, don't desire much. When my father was going to the university, I told you how that he didn't go to secondary school, but wrote A-level papers at home. I went to UI. 
He borrowed the, the, his uncle's shoe, the carpenter. He showed me the, the, the carpenter. That was the first time he wore a shoe when he was going to the UI. And a prophet had told him before that he will appear in a certain mid, mid, a medium will take him that he will appear all over the world. He didn't know that the day was entering UI when most students came from HSC London and you know they had their cars and porters were helping them to carry things. He carried his own and he came out of Tribune newspaper, a self-reliant student. The only instruction his mom gave to him. Mom pulled his ear and said, never eat eggs. It's thieves that eat eggs. That's the lineage I'm coming from. Are you all still here? You must know your history so that you know what you never permit in your life. I have a mentor. When he got married and the Lord gave him a break. He's a minister of the gospel. When they got married, the wife was writing the list of food to eat, to buy, food stop to buy. They wrote beans, uh-huh, rice. Gary said, no, take away Gary. All the Gary my children should drink in life. I drank it. Are you all still here? Everyone cross the Red Sea. But George, or Caleb, made up his mind. That it doesn't matter if I have a poor parent. It doesn't matter. It's not my fault. It's not my, that doesn't affect my brain. That doesn't affect my choices. I may not have it now. I won't live beyond myself. But I will never in my mind. See, they don't pay for things in, in the mind. They don't pay to dream. made up his mind to be different. In Romans chapter number 12 verse 2 that I read to you, look at the message translation. The message translation says, keep your eyes. No, 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 no. Romans 12 2. Romans 12 2. Thank you. Glory be to God. Romans chapter number 12 and verse 2. We're going to see very soon. Glory, glory, glory. Tap your neighbor, say, dare to be different. Find a new neighbor, say, new neighbor. I dare you to be different. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture. That you fit into it without challenging it. Don't Instead, fix your attention on God. That's why the Bible does not say God will supply your needs according to your background. You say according to His riches in glory through Christ. Fix your attention on that. Those who have never meditated on that kind of scripture, they look at someone like you and they're saying, How does he get money? Is he doing jazz? He does not do jazz. Yeah, as a matter of fact, no one knows these things and goes to do jazz. No one. The thing is, you are fixing your attention on some other things. And it's affecting your results. Because as it thinks, so is it. What are you thinking? What dominates your mind? Now look at that. I'm going to read that message translation again quickly. It says, don't, 
don't, don't become so well. You see, I love the word become. Because no one was born with any attitude. Why would you pick the wrong one? It's a bad attitude to have a poverty mentality. To have a low lifestyle mentality. It's a, it's a bad habit. Bad attitude. And I'm going to expose some things to you very soon. So when I just said to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from inside out. That is how we will see the outside expression of that inner walking. If you still think like your cousins, I don't care how many hours you spend praying in tongues, your result will not be different. Your deliverance starts the day you say the Bible is the final authority of my life. Your deliverance starts. It's possible you're not even doing it yet. But you just agree with your wife that, ah, this Bible. Once I see something here and I have two witnesses, it changes my mind. It doesn't matter how long I believe something else. Hallelujah. Is it possible for somebody to be raised in a neighborhood? Go through the same things with other people and then his outcome in life is different. Is it possible? Is it possible? Is it possible? The reason Caleb entered the promised land and his result was different, God said because he had a different spirit. There are three words that come as spirit. Holy Spirit, which you will see in a good Bible as capital S. Human Spirit, which you will see in the Bible as small s. Demonic Spirit, which you will see in the Bible as small s. Then Attitude. That, that guy has a spirit of Koza. He's not talking about evil spirit or human spirit or Holy Spirit. He's talking about the disposition of Koza. He had a different disposition. He had a different outlook in life. He had a different approach. Despite the fact that they ate the same food, they crossed the same sea, they went through the same problems. Caleb was not a child. He was above 20. I will show you some scriptures to let you know how I knew. There is a place of promise for you. There is something God has called you to do. There is a promise over your life. If you've seen it before, it's not what I'm talking about. If you've heard it before, it's not what I'm talking about. If you've conceived it before, it's not what I'm talking about. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9, that I had not seen nor hear heard, neither has been conceived by mere men the things that God has prepared, prepared, made ready. It's not obvious yet. We don't see it around yet, but those things God has prepared. The world is not waiting for the manifestations of God. They are waiting for the manifestations of those who are now born again. There is a side of you written in the volume of the books that we have not yet seen. It's not because Christ has not died on the cross. It's not because on God's part it's not ready. It's because on this side of heaven, human beings still have low mentality. A friend of mine called me yesterday night. He said he's been calling one of his cousins. And the cousin did not pick his call. And he said, ah, we're so close. We grew up together. This guy is a successful guy in the U.S. 
But we don't pick my friend's call. So he traveled to do something in the U.S. And decided to stay in his house. So he went to his house to knock on the door. And then they opened the door. When they were eating at night, he said, Ah, why haven't you picked my call? What's wrong? Say, I saw you at Dubai. Dancing in a yacht. I just thought something was wrong with you. So that one said, ah, what exactly is wrong? What, what did you think? Say, I just told you guys that we heard that you guys spent 1.2 billion to do that party. Are you all still here? Are you all still here? <laughs> In the first place, go and write it down. Now, a big church... In this world, I don't want to mention where they are, already wrote us a letter that we should please tell them where we rented the yacht. They want to do it too. Wait, 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 wait. Now, if you are not at Dubai, you will not understand. You will not understand that I barely could go to a shopping mall. It was one prayer meet. As a matter of fact, for me, one of my mentors came in, and some of you know him. Prophet Abiara, as a landed, God told him, you will not eat throughout. 70-something-year-old man. So he had private prayer sessions even for me, apart from the normal program. From one level to the other was prayer, prayer, preaching, different session. Last day. Just last day. They decided to do a party on a yard. Yard that Many people in this church will soon have. Yeah. What's the big deal? Tap your neighbor because they may have that mentality. Say, what's the big deal? What's, what's, what's the issue? What's the issue? Now, I got there very late. I got there very late with my wife and I saw the crowd. I was perturbed. Ah, where did we get this? They said, no, pastor, don't worry. I said, I'm not going to be happy dropping these people. They said, no, somebody already paid for another one. Somebody there just called Abu Dhabi. They brought another one. And by the time I was entering, the yacht came. <laughs> I don't know till today how much they pay for the two yachts. I don't know. Why? Because I'm blessed. And most people talking about a wish they were the one. Now, I don't know how I got here in my preaching. But if you, if you are used to me, somebody pulled on me. I don't know how you got here. But write it down. You will soon feel stupid. Just five years time, you say, ah, why were we shouting? It will become normal very soon. I was alive in 1987. Go and, go and look for prime people in 1987. When Chris Okoti bought BMW, um, V-Boot. The tagged in V-Boot pastor. A pastor in the lorry cost himself. I'm not telling you what I don't know. He said if he ever drives a Mercedes in his life, let him go to hell. Today he drives a Mercedes. <laughs> so, if not for the mercy of God, he's on his way to hell now. Hallelujah. Now, I don't even want to believe that everybody is saying amen and laughing right now understands what I'm talking about. Now, it's different from when a pastor, you know, there are pastors who call people. 
Say, now I want to be a bishop. You have to build me a house. You have to do this for me. Have I ever done that before? The fact that people have money does not mean that they are prosperous in their mind. Having money is one thing. Being prosperous is another thing. Let me quickly tell you the story. Somebody was fishing one day. Each time he caught big fishes, he threw them back into the water. Each time he caught big fishes, he threw them back into the water. So the people fishing on the other side saw what he was doing. So they came to him. And they said, we were looking for big fishes. If we caught what you are catching, we would be glad. He said, well, I don't want to bother myself. This stick is the size of the diameter of my frying pan. Once I catch any fish that is bigger than this stick, there's no point taking it home. I just throw it back. Your heart is that the diameter, diameter of that frying pan. If your heart is small, you repeal big dreams. Even when God is bringing it to you, you can't take it. It can't come to you. It can't. So the problem, why you see that, you know, this prosperity thing, this health thing, this increase, this takeover thing is not happening to people, is that the enemy attacked them before they discovered themselves. The background, listen to me, God, God is in the business of doing this thing. The one who will take over the world, who will save the world. When he showed up, you know where he showed up? Ivory towers of Egypt? No, in the manger. Man, dirty. God loves doing that. So God gave you a humble background. Not to put your back on the ground. He has hidden a treasure in an unlikely vessel. Don't let that thing squash you. Know who you are. Know what you carry. I'm not talking about being extravagant. That is why I tell you my story. Where I started from. 2008, when I was still in Abuja, I was still climbing Okada. By choice. I would go to Lagos to walk for church. And I will be on Okada. Can I use Pastor Wole as a witness? He would call sometimes and say, Pastor, where are you? I said, I'm in Lagos. I need to do something. 2008. And get to Abuja very fast. I said, Pastor, someone just called me that they saw you on Okada. Please get off Okada. That is where human beings like you to be. One day, <laughs> you know, I have a mentor in Elori. Everybody clap for him. That is, ah, that man is poor. So, and you know when people clap for you, you don't want you to lose the accolade. So he enjoys that learning thing. And he's on the spot. I'd rather you not clap for me. Are you following what I'm trying to say? Are you, are you following what I'm trying to say? People are comfortable with you when you are at a level. And some of you that think people like you, you don't understand. You think you have people's skill. Be more successful. There's nothing you can do. If you give, they will say, ah, is it sacrificing? If you don't give, they say, it's stingy. If you just succeed, the people you thought love you today, you'll be shocked. Because humans cannot handle some things. So get used to it. If they badmouthing you at this level and you want to succeed, you want my prophecies to come to pass, you better go for extra courses. How to handle such? Because it comes with the tough, it will never reduce. 
Are you following what I'm trying to say? Some people cannot just handle it. And I've met people that go to London every month. They heard you went to Ghana and they cannot sleep. It's a spirit. You don't have to have much. They go to London every month, but they heard you went to Ghana and they couldn't sleep. See, the, the rate at which this boy is going. The rate. What a life. And I promise God I will stand behind the pulpit today. I don't know what went wrong with me. I wanted to be a good person today. Hallelujah. Tap your neighbor say, lose everything but your mind. Please. I've worn one, one trouser to preach. For months. And nobody knew in church. I didn't come, hey, you people are not good. No, I preached. Because I was the first church to have a conditioning system in Illinois. First church to have a PV speaker. First church to be on billboard. I remember people saying, what is wrong with him? Who is sponsoring him? Why does he have billboard? There's no Jesus or his Lord on it. There's no... <laughs> 14 years ago, I was in a hall paying $1,000 per week, per week. 14 years. So it's not today. 14 years ago. For Jesus. And I was living in a shack. And I did not have anything. But paying for the gospel. a thousand. Nobody does such investment. And God will leave them. It's not possible. It's not possible. Because God will hold no man. 14 years. A thousand dollars. They almost killed me. Why will you be there? Why will you do this? But the crowd. The lives that are touched. Every single day. Tap your neighbor, say you need to have a different spirit. Say you need to be different. You just need to be different. You need to be different. They will fight you for your difference, but there is no one on earth making a mark that was not different. No one, not a single person. And you have to be comfortable that you're different. I grew up with many, many things. You know, <laughs> where I was born, raised, in ministry. You don't pray saying, Father, thank you for what you've done. No. When you want to pray, you say, Father, tonight. So when you are not doing that, they say, he's not anointed. He's not. Now, it depends on where you're going to. Let me quickly tell you this so you can be comfortable. Have you seen marathon racers from Kenya before. Are they fat? Have you seen sprint racers from America before? Are they slim? They are Ben Johnson, Carl Lewis. They need the weight to pull in nine seconds. But the guy in Kenya will go for 30 minutes, one hour. He doesn't need the weight. So their trainings are different. Their goals are different. They are what they see as achievement. When the Kenyan guy gets to the 100 meters, he doesn't stop to say, hey, I'm a winner. No, he's going far. So, you have to understand who you are, what you're called to do, and that will determine a lot about you. Someone wants to fish, catching sharks, is going to Jabi Lake. 
With the highest technology, will he find a shark at Jabi Lake? So it determines your location. Determines your method. I cannot want to do a program on a campus. Then I go and call all the campus pastors. Please bring your fellowship members. I called it outreach, not enrich. I don't need Christians that are already in fellowship. I don't. And now when you don't do that, they say it's proud. No, I came for outreach. I need unbelievers. My unbill must not appeal to you as a Christian. Say, look at look at unbill. See unbill. See. A guy is hugging a girl. That's what the people I want to reach out to want. They don't need a cross on the handbill. There are many things you need to change in your mind. There's, there are reasons why things are done in certain ways. Go and read the mandate of Koza. We are sent to the unchurched. The unchurched are intelligent. I've done a series on recognizing the male unchurched, the female unchurched. I don't know about you. Growing up, I hated church. I hated those fans. Huh? 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 The bishop would say, That was how all of us found ourselves in heaven. Idakeje means you pray quietly. So we just sat down there and we all raptured. <laughs> but the unchurched are not like that. There are people who give their lives in Koza. They have never opened the Bible before. That's why we have the scripture on the screen. Pastor, why are you encouraging people not to bring the Bible to church? Listen, I'm saying to people who have never seen the Bible before. And I want to make them comfortable. You saw the Italian in church. You see several people. Are you all still here? Yes, sir. You must change your mind. You don't succeed with such horrible minds. Just the same way, if we wanted to kill cockroaches when we were younger, we put them in the fridge. And they died. Now cockroaches live in the fridge. <laughs> There's some things church used to do. Demons will fry. Now, they say, next. <laughs> some strategies. And it's frustrating a lot of pastors. They don't work anymore. Call it pride, call it anything. There's a template here for the next generation. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. How I got there, I don't know. But if this solved some problems in your spirit, know that God heard your prayers. Tap your neighbor say greatness is ahead of you. Listen, you are a surprise to your generation. But your result will not be different if you are not different. Believe me. Numbers 13, 30 to 31. I need to rush. I'm really out of time now. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. Numbers 13, verse 30 and 31. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the man who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we. Twelve people were chosen to go spy the land. Again, I've heard some people mention that that was the mistake that Moses made. They shouldn't have told them to spy. It was God that told Moses in chapter 12 to choose twelve people to go spy the land. Let me quickly say this to you. God never brings you to a land that you have not spied. Can I say that again? God never brings you to a land Even Joshua, when he became the pastor of that church, when he was going to enter, finally, he still sent spies to go. But Moses sent 12 spies, 2 brought good reports, 10 brought evil reports. So he looked at what worked. Tap your neighbors, they always look for what worked. Say what worked last year can still work again. Say principles are principles. So since two people, himself and, and Joshua, brought good reports back, you know, what, you know what Caleb did? You know what Joshua did? When he was going to send spies, he sent two spies. But they still spy the land. Your neighbor's testimony is your prophecy. God will not expose you to what he's not willing to give you. When you see somebody have something and the person is around your proximity, don't be jealous. Don't say, eh, ah, Lord, why? Eh, they don't pray like me. They are not spiritual like me. No, 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 no. God made you to touch the word that was made flesh. Letting you know that your own is coming to. Tap your neighbor. Say, if God helps your neighbor, it is because your miracle is in the neighborhood. Because God will not expose you to what is not willing to give to you. Who says hallelujah to that? So they went and spied the land. You might not be the one to go, but God will expose you to it. You might be sitting at the economy one day and two people are fighting for a seat. Somebody had your number and because you're calm, the elder says, please, young, young man, follow me. That's your own seat. And they take you to the first class seat. When you sit in such places, don't be saying, hey, who am I? No, 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 no. Don't, don't talk like that. Say, Lord, I don't have the money yet, but thank you for bringing me here. And you tell yourself, I'm around the corner because it will never expose me to what is not willing to give to me. It will make me spy the land. You know, sometimes they just tell you, um, you need to visit Tunisia on official visit. And that's the first time you're traveling. And a, a, bad, a, a bad-mouthed friend says, I even thought it was London. Tell him God is making me spy the land. Ah, the real one is coming. In Mark chapter 4, the Bible talks about the seed. When it sprouted, first the air, the blade, and the full corn. Sometimes some people come to you and ask you out. And they say, hey, baby, how you doing? And that doesn't sound like you. You say, well, I'm not going to be against you. I'm not going to talk against you because you are a blade. You are not the full corn. <laughs> you are a blade. God is telling me it's time. It's time. Because anytime God wants to move, the devil also move. Are you the one or we should look for another? 
definitely you are not the one. Can somebody shout hallelujah? The Bible says Joshua quieted the people. The first thing I noticed is that Joshua was different. He spoke differently. He spoke differently. He spoke. Di- it doesn't take you five minutes when you meet someone before you know that that guy is going places. Anyone who knew me in 1999, 2000, please talk to them. I was younger. I did not know how to behave myself wisely. I will tell you my dream. Anywhere, anybody. All these things. That's why I go on the internet. Those who you see talk well about me are people who have always known me. I was in a shack. Having church. And just what happened this morning used to happen a lot. And I would tell them, don't look at the things that are seen. This church will be one of the most beautiful. People will come from all over the world. And one guy laughed. Looking at where we were presently. He fell off the seat. After the service, he said, ah! You know, let me say this. People didn't always honor me like this. Like Reverend B. Odin, Pastor B. Odin, no. People started, ah, Abby, nice word, nice word. <laughs> ah, nice one, nice one. One guy came to me and said, ah, ah, you get out too. <laughs> oh, no, you get out. In fact, you talk, you convince me. I'm going to come here. I like the way they talk. He didn't know I was operating prophetically. He didn't have understanding. The Bible says the things of the spirit are foolishness. He didn't know. How many of you have met people who tell you, hey, don't talk, let people blow your trumpet. <laughs> blow your trumpet, they will play the wrong key. You are the one that heard the sound of God. You are the one that can blow your trumpet. Can somebody shout Hallelujah. In five minutes, you can tell if a child is going somewhere. In five minutes. Don't let people say rubbish to you. Don't let people do that. Sometimes you think you can handle it, but you're containing with words. There are people here that have low self-esteem. Just because in their hundred level, they invited two ladies in their hostel for a party, a club party, and they didn't invite them. And since that time, they thought they were not beautiful. Everything you do till today, you are contending with something. Don't let people say rubbish to you. Never. Stop them in the middle of the conversation. Now anybody can say anything behind you, not in front of you. They abuse kings behind him. Alright? They, they can abuse a king behind him, not in front of him. Hallelujah. <clears throat> He spoke victory. When everybody spoke defeat. In your house. Mommy just starts. You know that daddy left us now. That's why we are suffering. We are really suffering. You know mommy is feeling pains. But there's something you know that mommy doesn't know. Daddy is not our source. If he left, so what? It's painful. But I read in my Bible that when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will pick me up. Guys, 
if you don't start thinking scriptures, you know, have you met people who tell you, can we talk reality? Let's leave Bible. Let's talk reality. The person is taking you out of your terrain. Taking you out of victory. What, what else will I talk if I don't talk Bible? What else? How did I get here? What else will I ever talk if I don't talk Bible? I'm going to be in trouble. James says your mouth is your rudder. Rudder is that steering with which they steer a ship. Imagine a captain. The captain says we are going north. <laughs> Can we talk reality? Let me speed it to the south. That is where the entire ship is going. So when I hear what you are saying, I know where you, you will be this time next year. Pastor are you talking about talking positive? No. This is not positive thinking or positive talk. I'm telling you, when the Bible says something, in the middle of your lack, touch that lack. Don't live in denial. Say, I am in lack right now. But, I choose to say what the word says. That's why the Bible says, let the weak, he acknowledges you are weak. But he tells you what to say. Let them say, I am strong. Let the poor, he understands you are poor. Don't live in denial. But let them say, I am rich. Tap your neighbor and say, you need to know what to say. Say what you are saying is either limiting you or increasing you. Caleb was different in his words. When you hear some Christians talk, even pastors talk, you just know what is limiting them. And they will come to you. What is your secret? What, what is your secret? I'm thinking, don't even think of a big thing. Just start from here. James says, whoever says is spiritual, but has not learned how to breathe with his tongue. He said that man has a fake religion. I don't talk about people behind them as a matter of principle. The day you catch me, remind me. If you want me to talk about an issue, bring the person and let the person stand here. I don't talk about people behind them. Because it affects the grace upon my life. I don't. And if you and I Bad mouth any human being. God save you. When I get home, I apologize. I'm not someone you can do evil with. My heart is very soft. Watch what you say. It's affecting you. It's affecting you. It's affecting you. You know there are people that have tried to sow seeds maybe for two weeks. <laughs> it's not just seed, do It's not just seed. It's not just sowing of seed. I would never say that. They, let me tell you this. They met Pastor Adeboye one day and they said to us, they said to him, are you a pastor or apostle, a prophet or a teacher or evangelist? Tell us one. You just say, Pastor E. Adeboye, what is your ministry? He said, anything God asked me to do. I would do. When they left, he told the people that are close to him, of which one of them I know, he said, I will not limit myself with my words. No wonder he's there. He may not be shaking, praying prayer like you, but he just talk to me somebody. I want to be like that. I want to learn how not to talk anyhow. 
they talk differently. Small minds talk about people. Average mind talks about events. But great minds speak ideas. Understand who you hang around. You talk too much. That's your problem. You talk too much and you say rubbish. Broken monologue of incomprehensible gibberish. Everyone else talked defeat. But it spoke victory. Learn how to eliminate excuses where you are. The guy said, We are able. We are well able. We are well able. Ten people on his team said they were not able. He said he was able. Now, Joshua didn't just say, I'm going to think positive. I'm going to think positive. I can fly a plane tomorrow. Yes, I'm able to fly a plane. No, that's not what we're talking about. God had talked to him. Now, I wish I had time to show you stuff. Joshua's name was not Joshua before. Go and check chapter 12 when you get home. His name was Oshia. It was in chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12 that God changed his name from Oshia to Joshua. I'm sure some of you have not seen that before. Oshia means salvation. It means I went to school. I had first class. I had things running for me. I'm from a good family. I will make it. With the shares my mom left for me, I'll do well. That's Oshia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have things running for me. I read a good course. I'm strong. The work of my hand will help me. Oshia. But when they were going to the land, prophetically God spoke to Moses. He said, Moses, by strength shall no man prevail. A lot of people here, that's your problem. You depend so much on your strength. I sharpen my strength very well. I fan my strength to flame. But after I do all of that, I present it to God. I said, God, I'm just a battle axe. Use me. Listen to me. My result can never be like yours. You pride at the fact that you are this, you are that. By the grace of God, 30 years I've been serving the Lord. By the left, my righteousness. I say, Lord, thank you for what you're giving to me. But I depend on you. I study, I pray, I fast. But I present it to God. I lay them at God's feet and I say, you are my strength. My result can never be like your result. It will surpass it. Because if you stand with God, one with God, is majority. Are you all still here? They changed his name from Moshiach to Yehoshua. Yehoshua means Jehovah has become your salvation. Please don't get me wrong. Don't, don't even think you understood that. Your winning depends on God. The, there is nobody that I've talked to for five minutes that I will not tell you the Lord is your strength. Telling you, forget. Forget about what you have. The Lord is your strength. Question, if the devil fights God one billion times, how many times will he lose? <laughs> if God is your strength, how many times will you win? So go in that night. So he told them, your leader, I'm changing his name from Oshia to Yehoshua. Did you know that's the name that comes out as Jesus? He said, he shall be called Emmanuel. For he shall save his people's salvation. Yehoshua. 
Hamashiach. That's the meaning of Jesus Christ. The same name. So when Joshua and Caleb got there, they saw giants also. They looked at the giant. They looked at themselves. They said, ha! But they remember that ah, they prophetically have told us that we will see things that will be beyond us. But Jehovah has not. So when they now looked at the giants and looked at Jehovah, when they looked at the bigness of Jehovah and looked back at the giant, the giant that looked big became small. How many of you thought you were living in a big city? And then <clears throat> you went, okay, let me put it. How many of you went back to your village and you were shocked? Your village used to look big. Particularly the church. It's just CMS in your village. And then, having been to Koza, you went back there and you said, who broke down this church? Who collapsed this church? When I was in the city of Illinois, I used to avoid a particular hall. It was very big. I used to imagine, ah, how will God feel this? <laughs> May God forgive me. That is where the Illinois church is right now. So when I went there, after I got to Abuja, ah, I said, what happened? Did they bring down this building? They said, no, the same thing. I said, really? I repented before the Lord. What a small mind. What a small mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you have met your old friends, your seniors at school, that looked like they were in, they were in town? And you said, sir, what happened to you? Did you become short? Ah, why are you talking like this? Ah, what happened to you? He said, no. This is me. Like, ah, that something tells you you have grown beyond. Tap your neighbor. Say the Lord is your strength. Find a new neighbor. Say the Lord is your strength. I wanted to see something here. Apart from the fact that Joshua spoke differently, Joshua saw differently. How do you see? What are you seeing? In the next five years, where do you see yourself? See. I am teaching you something and I want you to have perspective. I'm not saying get to the car lot now and say, hey, no, no, no. I want a brand new car. What 20 million? Pastor said we should dream big. At your level, you may not be able to handle that. You know what? If they give you a panel van, enter it, dress like it in that panel van, wear a cologne that you're going to afford in that panel van, you're clean, you're neat, the car is clean, but as you're driving that thing, you're giving thanks for what you have, but you're declaring what you want. You're seeing another thing. Or your, 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 your screensaver is the car you're looking for. You're in your home, you have the picture, everything. And people are like, whoa, you dream big. Tell them it doesn't, it doesn't cost much to dream big. I challenge people around you. Can I pay for you to dream big? You start small, but you dream big. You enjoy where you are. You stay where God has placed you, but you expand your mind. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Because car is not your limit. Your mind is your limit. Whatever you don't want to permit in your life, don't permit them in your mind. Because whatever is in your mind is just a matter of time. You will see it in your life. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Joshua. Everybody saw giants. The soldier and the brother report of giants. But did you know that Joshua focused on the promises of God? He didn't focus on the problems. Tap your neighbor, say, stop focusing on the problems. Say, start focusing on the promises of God. You know what Joshua saw? Joshua saw the grapes. They saw, both of them saw G, giants and grapes. Joshua saw grapes. 
And those giants, as big as they were, they could not carry the grape of the land alone. Two people had to put the grapes and put a pole in the middle to carry the grapes. So while others saw giants, Joshua saw the, the giganticness of the grapes and said, Whoa, even giants cannot carry these grapes. What a fruitful land. What a land flowing with milk and honey. See this giant. They couldn't even carry the grapes that belong to us. Joshua saw the grapes. Up your neighbor and say, What are you seeing? Focus makes you blind. Can I say that again? Focus makes you blind. There are things I, I don't. I, there are things I don't know because I'm focused. As I came out of my house this morning, the security at my gate had not seen me for days. Had not come out. I'm focused. I don't know what's going on apart from this. This is all I've been thinking about: brainstorming the next phase, the next move. So you can't compare. My result with some other person. Because focus can make a paper burn. You are under the sun. You are walking. But if you focus the, the intensity of the, of the light of the sun on the paper, it can burn. How do you do that? You put a magnifying lens over it. It annexes it on a spot. If you can place all your strength on a spot to achieve one thing and focus on it, you'll be shocked how God's word will be coming to pass speedily in your life. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Tap your neighbor say, don't dissipate your energy. Say, if you focus on your focus, you will soon become a focus. Ah, Joshua said, I can. I will. Tap your neighbor say, I can. Say, I will. You, you have to stop making the I can statements. I will statements. I will get a job. I will save $10,000 before the next half of the year. I will get married. Ah, because a brother messed you up. Another one messed you up. So what? So what? They may be the blade. They may be the air, but not the full coin. So what? Say, I will get married. If the devil can get you to that point and say, is marriage worth it? And you start telling people, I won't get married. Is it worth it? Is a lie. You want it to? But you are saying rubbish. And then you go and pray. Your words are not in line with your prayer. And what you are thinking is not in line with what you are saying. Then you become a confusion. When you face a mountain and you try to surmount the mountain and the mountain is insurmountable and you try to tunnel through and you cannot tunnel through the mountain and you pray, you fast and the mountain is still there. Maybe God wants you to turn the mountain to a gold mine. There's a way out. There's a way out. See, there's nothing that can make me think negative. Say, because he that watches me does not sleep, he doesn't slumber. Say, watch what you think, neighbor. Watch what you think. He spoke differently. He thought differently. Joshua's vision was different from every other person. That's why the Bible says, don't be conformed to the world around you, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Anakinosis. During the week, I was privileged to have the, the consular of the, of the Greece embassy. He came to this place. We came to discuss some business. And when he came here, <laughs> we, went to some, we went to a few places in town together. And... Uh, we were at the place. I said, I just remember this is the ambassador for Greece. Ah, I said, sir, come. What is the Greek word for knowledge? He said, he said, gnosis. I can't pronounce it the way he pronounced it. He said, he told me, he said, there's a g in Greek. There's a g in Greek. Gnosis. 
So I said, I said to him, tell me what Anakai knows is this. He, he paused for a moment. Uh, he tried to imagine the way I was pronouncing it. Uh, he said, oh, Anakai gnosis, gnosis. He said, literally, it means to renovate. Tap your neighbor, say, renovate your mind. Reno- say, renovate your mind. Say, I needed to take some broom, somebody, and sweep the low mentality, sweep the mediocrity. That thing telling you you can make it, sweep it off, somebody. That's how to be transformed. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I give you one more and I close. I continue on Tuesday. Tap your neighbor and say, you need to be here on Tuesday. Joshua followed God wholly. Wholly. New Kingdom says, fully. Fully. Fully, fully, fully. In Joshua 14 and verse 7, I want to quickly tell you something. Let me just back up a little bit and tell you something. Joshua 14 verse 7. When Joshua came back, later, later, Joshua began to tell us why he said what he said. Did you not see the giants? He saw the giants. Did you not see what others saw? He saw what others saw. There's some of you here because President Buhari is still going through a process. How many times have you said, hey, where is this country going? And the more you are saying it, the more you are creating an atmosphere around you. Listen, I'm not talking about you just claiming it and receiving it. I'm talking about you standing on the word of God and saying, listen, it doesn't matter what's going on in the country. I'm a tree planted by the rivers of water. My case is different. And I tell you the truth, from nowhere your case should be different. Quit rolling over and playing dead. The world is waiting for your manifestation. If, I, if you want the light on the stage to show very much, that's why they switch off the light of the congregation during worship and praise. And then you see all the beams of the light will come out. Darkness exists so that you can shine. Poverty exists so that your prosperity can stand out. Sickness exists so that when you're not sick, people will say, "Ah, ah, what is your secret? Don't fall down with them. Don't fear what they fear. When they are saying they're casting down, you must say. You must know what to say. There's a lifting. It doesn't mean you're not experiencing the casting down, but you must know what to say, and then your situation will turn around. That is how to get results. Tap your neighbor and say, that's how to get results. Say, you don't say what you see. You say what you want to see. That's how it works. In Joshua 14, 7. No, Numbers 14, 7. Quickly. Numbers 14, 7. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And they spoke. Talking about the other ten spies. They spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel. Saying, the land we pass through to spy. Out is a good is a good land exceedingly. Look at the next thing, verse eight. If the Lord delights in us, it will bring us into the land which flows with milk and honey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Okay, Joshua 14.7. Beg your pardon. Joshua 14.7. Joshua 14.7. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my head. As it was in my eyes. As it was where? See, I saw one thing. The word of God told me another thing. And I decided to say what was in my heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, my mouth spoke. I fed my mouth, my mind with the word. I stayed with prosperity word. It doesn't matter the giants I saw when I went to the wall street. I said what was in my heart. It doesn't matter the challenges I faced. And that was why God said, this guy has a different spirit. And because he had a different spirit, I'll show you a lot of scriptures if I have time. He said, all the people that came out of Egypt, your age mate, none of them will enter the land except you. Because you have a different spirit. It's different. I'm looking for this. A dear minister of the gospel sent me a message during the week. We shared some things and he said to me, Pastor Will, God especially likes you. I thought about it for a moment and I sent him a message. God likes those. God is obsessed and he likes those who trust him. You can't sit around those who talk nonsense into your spirit. Doubt. Bring you into the natural world and then you're expecting the supernatural. It won't work. Stay around faith-filled people. Hang around them for a while. Watch their testimony. Watch how they do things. And you will know the reality of the scripture that says it that works in the wise shall be wise. Pastor Beard, where will I find such people? Bible says good men are scarce. Let me say this to you. Don't be friends with everybody in this church. Don't expose yourself to everybody in this church. Because not everybody's going where you're going. When they start talking, you know whether they're going where you're going. Hello? And if they pretend, when the real them start coming out, escape. Because in a great house, there are many vessels. Except your church is not great. If it's great, there will be vessel of hay, of wood, of silver, of anything. Tap your neighbor and say, I'm sure you didn't like what pastor said. So, but that's the truth. Be very careful. Follow is the Greek word aka. Holy is the Greek word, Greek word malay. When I saw it, I laughed. Because aka malay means to kill behind someone and follow closely. Say, follow holy after God. Aka malay. Follow closely. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart this morning. And he said, Beauty, do you know one of the reasons why I was so interested in Caleb? And I was listening to my spirit. He said, the word Akamale. He said, go check it. He said, it's exactly what he did. He said, have you followed someone you trust before? And you took a route that they are not used to. And they chose to follow you. 
So that was what Joshua did. Even when I took a route that they were not used to. We're going to Asokoro. Then suddenly I turned, I followed Kusape Hills. If you don't trust me at night, <laughs> and you have money in your, in your boots, you, you call me and say, sir, I'm not, you, we will meet in front. He said, even when he's not used to the route, he followed me. Have you tried to follow someone who is leading you to a place that you didn't know? When people wanted to come into your middle, what do you do? You overtook. Bumper to bumper. So that was how Caleb followed me. Bumper to bumper. He followed me wholly. With the whole of his heart. You're here today. I need to round off. How many cars have come between you and the car of the Holy Spirit you're supposed to be following? Which relationships have come between you and God? How many people have tried to separate you? God is obsessed with whoever will follow him wholly. In Joshua 14 and verse 8, in Joshua 14 verse 8, I need to close. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt but I wholly followed the Lord, my God. They have not wholly followed people, some people. They have not wholly followed God. In Numbers chapter number 32 verse 11, the Bible says they have not wholly followed after God. Nevertheless, look at Numbers 32 verse 11. Numbers 32. Surely none of the men who came up from Egypt from 20 years old and above, shall see the land which I saw to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because they have not wholly followed me. Could it be? Just a question for you to take home. Could it be? That God has got a lot of plans for you. Could it be that you've not been seen differently? You've been saying what others are saying. Pastor, I'm saved. I tight. But... uh, what is happening to my uncles is happening to me. Could it be that you've been saying the same thing with them? You believe the same thing. You see the same thing. Could it be? And could it be that you've not been following holy after God? In 2 Corinthians 16, 2 Corinthians 6, beg your pardon, and verse 17. 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 17. It says, therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. And do not touch the unclean, and I will receive you. Look at your neighbor, say, come out. Say, come out in your, in, your, in your words. Say, come out in your vision. Say, come out in your following. The way you follow God. Are you following him wholeheartedly? The prayers of Apostle Paul. Look at this in Acts chapter 11, verse 23. Acts 11 and, and verse 23. Acts 11, verse 23. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with one purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. I love the way the KJV puts it. KJV. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Who when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exalted them that with purpose of heart, they should cleave. This morning, I want to encourage you. There is no devil on earth. There is no demon in hell that can stop the purpose of God for your life. You have a lot of part to play. 
and the path for you to step into all that God has prepared and called you to do. You've been called to greatness. You've been called to enlightenment. There is no government that can limit you. There is no economy that should limit what you carry. The earnest expectation of the creation is waiting to see your manifestation. But you need to be different in your vision. What are you seeing? You need to be different. You need to be different in what you say. All of them came out of Egypt to the promise to go into the promised land. There's a promised land for you. Giants are there. The wall of Jericho is there. But all of that were put in place so that God will get the glory out of it. There is no impediment that can stop you or that should stop you. Not your gender. Not your family background. Not your age. None of those things should stop you. God already planned those things with a way of escape in mind. But you have a part, a part to play. This morning, I wanted to make up your mind to follow after him holy. I'm not teaching the doctrine of works. That it is what you do that brings the blessing of God upon you. You are blessed in Christ. But you see, what you do, your decisions, is deciding your future. I was looking up the, the word for decision. It's a Latin word. It means to cut off all the options. To cut off all the options. That time that you went to greet your uncle at the Transcop Hilton, and a man passed, passed the card to you in the lift and says, hey, I'm the MD of this power starter. Um, you might need this card one day. That's not the time to say, should I call him or should I not call him? I have made that decision a long time ago. I cut off options. So at that point in time, it's not a struggle. When you just met your friends, and those your friends are introducing some business to you, international business. Be our representative here. We are functioning from Canada. We have some other guys from China. All you need to do is just receive this. And you look at the volume of the money you're going to make. Yeah, it's not that time you're sitting down saying, should I do it or not do it? You are in church today when we pray, preached about following God holy. And you have made up your mind and cut off other options to follow God. You're here today, young man, young lady. You're going places. The enemy has got plans for you. But newsflash, God has got a bigger plan for you. And I want you to make up your mind today. Don't let the world around you contain you. I love the J.B. Phillips translation. Look for that Bible. J.B. Phillips translation. It says, don't let the world around you squash you into its mold. There's a mold the world has created. They want you to look like that. They want you to be cool. They want you to be this and that. But don't let them squash you because you are going places. The Lord is your strength. In Jesus' name. I want you to lift up your hands wherever you are. Say, Lord, touch my heart differently this morning. Lord, use me. Use me. Begin to confess your sins. Begin to put things in perspective. Begin to remove anything that wants to stand between you and God. If you've said anything negative, begin to cancel it by the word of God and by the blood of Jesus. Say, Lord, I apply the blood of Jesus. That time I said this and I said that I apply the blood. Maybe your mind has been attacked and been under attack. It's time to apply the grace of God and take authority over that thing that is not of God. And it's time to start making decisions. That you will follow holy after God. I wanted to keep praying. I would just sing a song. I don't even want the choir to back me up. I wanted to keep praying and talking to God. Please, I wanted to reduce movement. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. Please, protocol, stay by the door. Stay where you are. 
and I wanted to spend time praying. Five minutes will not kill you. Hallelujah. Touch my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Touch my heart, oh God. I want to be like you. Touch my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Touch my heart, oh God. May I be like you in every way. I want to be like you. May I be like you. That's what I desire. May I be like you. Somebody pray this prayer with me. Say I want to be like you, Jesus. Let's sing that song again. Say touch my heart, oh God. Touch my heart, oh God. Say Lord, make it ever true. I wanted to pray that prayer sincerely this morning. Touch my heart, oh God. It's the only one that can change a human. Say, may I be like you. In every way, I want to be like you, Jesus. You are the only one who can make me just like you. I want to be like you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, how I love you. How I love to love. Precious Jesus. Say, oh, for grace to love you more. From your heart, pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I will love you. But I love to love you more. How I love, how I love to love you more oh I can't hear you church oh for grace to love you we say Jesus Jesus precious Jesus Hosataya. Oh, for grace to love you more. Say, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. I pray, I pray for grace 
Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you know that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard the things that God has prepared for those who love him? It's so powerful to declare that you love him. In Psalm 91, the Bible says, because you've set your heart to love me, I will set you on high. First of all, I will deliver you. Verse 10, I will deliver you. Then I will set you on high. The secret to being set on high is loving him. That's a secret. Nothing else. You may not be the most brilliant, but when you love him, he will set you on high. He will give you an inheritance that everyone will know you don't merit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to give a call that is most important. Let me tell you this. Loving Jesus is beyond coming to church. You know that you're not following God, you're not following God wholly. Some things are standing between you and him. If that's you, take advantage of this moment and let the devil be put to shame publicly and let there be a new beginning for you. I've been a pastor for a while and the trouble is some people think, oh, when I get home, I'll do it. There's power in unison. There's power in this kind of place. The anointing has been stirred. Love is in the air. This is the best time to do it. If that's you, we have not scared you about hell. We are not telling you rubbish. If you want to love God and follow him holy, a brother is coming out on his own. If that's you, come, 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 come. Real men love Jesus. Real men love Jesus.